Hello and welcome back to Akashic Record Truths with Nikki and Jada and special guest Ebony Thierry, also known as Arakaya. Um, she is the one of the last descendants of the Arcturians from Orion. Um, she is a family friend, so we've brought her on today to share her knowledge and her experience. So to start off, our connection was nothing short of a miracle yes. <laughs> so there's a bit of a backstory there um my husband Matt he's not over he's coming into his spirituality he is a spiritual leader um maybe not one that's as awakened as some however he has some health issues from an accident that took place many years ago. And um, he's had some, uh, he's had a knee reconstruction done many times, but as of recent in the last two years, he's had a new reconstruction, but the illness inside his knee, it's not healing properly. And the reason why it's not healing properly is because of mental, mental issues that he needs to deal with past trauma, these sorts of things. So he and he ended up in hospital a little while ago. How long would you say it was when they were in hospital? Was it only three? So say let's say about three months ago, um, Matt ended up in hospital with um, his leg fully inflamed, another infection inside of it, and they needed to cut it out, and um, or he needed to go into surgery, and they needed to remove some more um, parts of his knee uh, of the the parts that they added in his knee reconstruction. They needed to pull them out because there was a bug on them. But anyways, it was really interesting because when he got admitted into hospital, he was put into uh, a ward into a room right away and uh, like there was another person in the room next to him and it um, was actually Ebony's dad so we did not know each other at this point in time um, Matt um, Matt was in there for his knee and um, Ebony's dad Tangy just they started up a conversation and Tangy was in there for a brain injury yes he had a brain tumor on his iris area he was getting that removed so he was in there just kind of chatting to Matt and it was interesting because he was just like kind of like really opening up about his crazy spiritual life and he was like oh I'm so sorry I didn't mean to overwhelm you you know you probably think I'm crazy and he said my husband said well actually no he said my family is really weird um he said so this isn't as crazy as you know probably should be or would be to somebody else so they were chatting like, like it was like they had known each other forever and connection. yeah, instant connection. They were chatting and enjoying each other's company. And then the nurses would come in and, and say, you guys know each other. And they were like, no, we just met like a few minutes ago. And they're like, what? That doesn't make any sense. Like that's, that can't be right. Um, so anyways, they, they were in there for a week um, in hospital and it was uh, very interesting because everything happened all at the same time. So Tangy, Matt didn't know that he was in the brain ward or in the head ward when he got there. He was there for a knee injury. And it wasn't until Tangy said that he was in there for a brain tumor that he realized he wasn't in the right place at at all. So as Matt was in there, the nurses came in and said, look, we're, we actually have a bed ready for you now in the, in the knee ward. Um, this was actually before, I believe before surgery took, uh, or sorry, after surgery took place. So 
they had already been in hospital together hanging out for a couple of days and they both went, they both kind of got admitted at the exact same time. Then they went, um, they went into surgery nearly at the exact same time. And then after surgery, Matt was put into the knee ward and he ended up literally Matt said two floors above Tangy in the exact same room. So they were, not in different areas. They were literally, Matt was literally above him or below him, whichever it was, but two floors apart in the same room. And, um, so divinely alive. <laughs> it's crazy, but it, they ended up spending, so they spent seven days that were admit, they were released the same day, I believe it was. Yes. Yeah. The same day they were released from hospital. And until that time, they had actually spent more time together than they did apart. <laughs> they would go to each other's room and keep each other company and share stories and things like that. It was absolutely crazy. It was like they were lifelong friends. Mm -hmm. And so the first night that we went there, my husband, like Matt was messaging me and saying, you are not going to believe this man that is sitting next to me. This is craziness, but he is telling me the weirdest stories, but it all confirms everything that you've been saying we we went to go visit him at me and me jada zoe and talia and we get there and it was so funny <laughs> it's so funny because he we walk into the room we're talking to matt tangy's there and the curtain is pulled around tangy like the nurses had kind of like closed him off from like for privacy and we're just chatting with matt and whatever else and then you just see Tangy in his robe, pull back the curtain, you pull up a chair and sit down next to us. And I, like, I knew he was, I was like, knew what was going to happen. And I was like, when is he going to do it sort of thing? But it was just the way that it came about. I was like, that is freaking hilarious. It wasn't like, can I join you guys or anything like that? He just like pulled up a chair and just sat down. So, um, and then it was like, just you know, little random chit chat sort of thing. And then like, but only for like a couple of like, maybe a moment, like a very short moment. And then all of a sudden it was deep. It like went into him talking about, well, he's talking about you guys. He was yeah. talking about his kids because he was showing photos because he's like, oh, you have such a beautiful family and how beautiful, like how gifted and beautiful they are and all this sort of stuff. And then he's like, look at mine. And he like hopped right out, <laughs> you know, out of the chair and he's showing, it was like, um, like a grandparent, like pulling yes. out the wallet and all the photos are dropping down of all the children and grandchildren, like the whole family tree inside the wallet. That's exactly <laughs> what it was like. It was so funny. And um, he was sharing um, every, all, like his pure pride for you guys, all of you. He was just talking about how much he loved you. He was just beaming with love. And <laughs> as you know, he can be a bit hard to understand. Yes. So you're like catching bits and pieces of what he's saying. But like, so you're like, and because there's so many of you. He was just like, you're like, couldn't rambling on and you're like, which one, which one belongs to what and what's happening here and children and grandchildren and all this stuff. No, it was, it was, it was funny. And then, and then he went deep into his life story and like, he was sharing what he had already shared with Matt about his traumatic life story. And, and then he was just saying that he's always had this deep feeling that he didn't belong here, that he was basically dropped like a stork, like from a stork and just randomly ended up in a family that he didn't belong to, never felt like he belonged there. It was just very odd, the whole situation. And then, and he said, I, I've always believed I'm either Pleiadian or I'm Arcturian. And, and I said, what makes you believe that? And he said, well, 
he said, I've met the Pleiadians came to me during a near death experience. And again, I was only getting bits and pieces of this story. Like as he's saying it, I didn't understand that he said it was during like, he he was explaining the tree. Yes. He was explaining the, the tree. And then I like had to backtrack. And then I caught on to the fact that he was saying that he had a near death experience like that. He had fallen out of the tree yes. and he had hurt himself. And um, in this moment, so this is what he's saying to me in this story, he, as a child, he climbed a tree, he fell out of it and he was like unconscious. Yes. He was unconscious and the Pleiadians came to him, but like showed him his life and asked him if he wanted to go home essentially, like what the angels do. And, you know, he remembered the ship, he remembered the entire experience, like with detail. Yes. And, and he's like, I felt like I was at home. Like I belonged somewhere. Like that was me. It was like, it was like a part of him he felt and then and then he started telling me this other story about how he could heal with his hands yes. and how he could hear the trees like he can talk to the trees and and the landscape and the terrain and the mountains and all that stuff he was like I can talk to all of them I can see them I see their faces and he said and like I can hover my hands over someone's injury and it will heal and things like that and and I was like well that's not Pleiadian that's Arcturian like that is the Arcturians are the healers and um or the yeah like that to that extent um that's their magic and I was like makes sense that the Pleiadians came to you that day like you were dead I said (laughs) they were coming they were coming that's their job they would do that to any human you don't have to be extraterrestrial for that to happen to you (laughs) I said I think that's what that situation is I said but the whole healing thing is definitely Arcturian I was like and Jada was sitting over in the corner quietly as she does and he has already talked to Matt and Matt has already told him like this situation with Jada that he isn't 100% like sold on I guess like about her abilities and her powers and that sort of thing and but Tangy's like uh yes that he's like I can sense it like before I even met her he's like he's like 100% like oh this is actually I think it was actually after the surgery when the when he had connected but anyways she was sitting there and I said well Jada could look into your like your file she can look in the Akashic records and find out you know confirm what I'm what I'm getting here right because obviously that information was being channeled at some level and I said Jada can you like confirm if he and she said yeah he's Arcturian and from that moment that man's everything had changed for him it was Tyler (laughs) he was just like oh my god he's like everything just like fell into place for me and um yeah he was just I like the amount of gratitude that he had from that very moment and that knowing of where he belonged and, and confirmation of everything he already knew. And just, it was, it was very powerful in that moment. And I remember like my other girls, like he just, Zoe, um, Zoe, I don't know if we've talked about this in our past podcast, but like she was abducted not long before that or not. Yeah. Not long before that. And she wouldn't go to anybody after that happened like no one could go near her and she went right to him and she was like be playing with him and (laughs) yeah she was like totally okay with his energy and and it was just so sweet Matt's like this is really weird like it was like a total awakening for Matt because it was so out there he couldn't believe what he was experiencing or what he was seeing like this random stranger and how it came about. And then, you know, his daughter who he has been seeing 
struggling with, you know, this trauma of being abducted and then seeing her open up to him as well. And it was a confirmation that this man was real, like that, that what he was saying was truth and that it, you couldn't align all of that and it be right. Like, and, or sorry, and it be false. Like at some point you've got to accept that. Holy shit, this is real. (laughs) So we, we left after like an abundance of gratitude from your dad. Um, we left and we didn't actually go back to hospital after that. We never saw them. They were in there for the whole week and they continued to build their relationship together. And honestly, it's like father-son relationships. Yes. It's it's I feel the dynamics between both of them. It's so weird how like Tangy, even without talking to Matt, like it's like his it, it's uh, like he's his father figure, not even a father figure, more of like brothers. Yeah. It's like, it's like a long lost connection of belonging together. And, and Matt's the same thing. Like I've never seen him care for a stranger. Like Matt's a very caring person, but this is like to another level. It's like, you know, they were messaging daily after they got out of hospital and like, it it was just like, and we're talking age difference is quite huge. Like Matt's only like, Matt's only in his thirties and that's only 60. Yeah. yeah. So like, it's, it's a big difference. So the fact that they connected on the level that they did was quite powerful. When Tangy went into surgery, he came out of surgery and <laughs> um, he had the arterians. Uh, I guess we should probably explain how that works. Illness for extraterrestrials is the connection that they have with their with their their ancestors so unlike us who have spirit guides humans who have spirit guides and have access to the angels and all all of the way our planet works it doesn't work the same way for the extraterrestrials or the descendants here their connection their family line was left here in the floods so that there was you know the barrier that kept them from connecting. So illness actually allows them to connect. And for Tangy, the brain tumor was a blessing. Yes. Um, as bad as it sounds, he lost, he actually had lost his sight in his eye, didn't he? For, um, from, yeah, gradually for a little bit of time. Yeah. So then when they removed it, he got full sight back, didn't yes. he? After they removed it. But in that time, the Arcturians were able to reach him. And when we talk about reaching, I mean, like they were in front of him. They had taken, he was there with them. I think they took him, they took him on the ship. Yeah. And, and he was able to communicate with them. And he said, he came out and said to Matt, it's like, I'm the king or something. He's (laughs) like, the queen was there. And she was telling me, she was telling me like, yo, like I was her like long lost husband or something like uh, he, she was so excited to like see me and they're like I had been lost and they've been looking for me and all this stuff he's like this is the craziest thing that's ever happened to me I don't understand what's going on and he's just like um but he like just had a knowing of whatever it was was right and and so he was shared all this craziness with my half spiritual husband (laughs) (laughs) and um he's Matt's just texting me in the background like you're not going to believe what I'm listening to right now. This is insane. I need to come home and tell you this in person. But it was like a belief system in that too. Like he wanted to share that experience with me. Like it, like almost accepting it in himself that this was really happening. And grounding himself. <laughs> <in all that. laughs> so um, when it comes to 
about the illness and about the queen and all that sort of stuff. Jada, me and Ebony were just wondering, for one, is the queen considered the queen in in Orion or is she more an empress? Because she isn't a queen as in a ruler, but more so a mother figure um, of her entire her 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 planet is that correct yeah so so would you say like when tangy refers to her as the queen is that correct yeah yeah so she does go by queen yeah she goes by queen then i guess that's why he got that right he's not a king though we'll just confirm that right jada yeah yeah he's just like the the queen in that on that planet just treats everybody like her children like they are all all just as important as each other and because he's been lost or that their family was stuck here it was like long lost family being reconnected and it was super special like your dad talked about it being like the most magical like experience he said it was just unbelievably like welcoming like he was so overwhelmed with emotion too just it was just so unbelievable for him. It was like, this is all actually, you know, happening right now. <laughs> yeah. it, was, it, it took him like a whole week after surgery just to stabilize with what he, all the knowledge he's just learned. Well, he went from literally from the moment we met him to not knowing who he was to yeah. the time he left a week later out of hospital, knowing exactly who he was and having full connection to to um, the queen at That's that point. Like, too, yes. <laughs> in a week, it's insane. <laughs> Moving on from that, um, Matt and Tangy kept in contact and... Uh, they both he- like healed. They were doing really well. Tangy's pretty much back to, well, was back yes. to full recovery. And yes. then we had invited um, them over for uh, lunch one day and and to actually kind of um, do like more of like a Akashic record sort of, you know, a- answer their questions that they had or, you know, that Tangy had and stuff. Mm-hmm. It was just Ebony. Ebony, uh, their family is quite big. So it was just... Um, Ebony and her little boy Zen and Tangy and his wife and we barely talked about spirituality it was really (laughs) just like a family reunion almost (laughs) it was interesting um Jada on the other hand um she learned some new things about energy well did would you say that you learned that it was new to you Jada or did you expect what you kind of saw when they came in the house uh, no, no, it was it was new to me. Do you want to ex- explain what what that is, like what we're talking about? Like with them being invisible? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So when um the Terry family came into the house, um to Jada's surprise, they were not what she expected. They were actually invisible, um, and all she could get was audio from them because they are pure light. And their energy is so high, they didn't actually have a human form to her. And she hadn't really expected this when she walked in. Can you explain a little bit of what that experience was like for you, Jada? You kind of just did. Um, Did you? It's just very stressful. There was no way to tell where anyone was sitting. It was kind of like being blind. Be, like you guys were so excited to be yes. here and stuff. So it was like quite oh, like there was a lot of talking going on. We had the little kids. We had Zen and Zoe are both about the same age, just under two. And they actually they were under a year and a half when that yes. happened. And 
the there was just a lot going on at this point in time and Jada just kind of like was sitting at the table and like yeah she's just sitting there very quietly didn't she even say that they were invisible at that time remember we're like are you okay like what's what's kind of happening and she's like I I need to go to my room yes she's like I I can't sit here anymore I'm really sorry I've got to go I said what's wrong and she said I can't see them All, all I can hear is like audio and I don't know where it's coming from voices voices yeah so anyway, she ended up spending the afternoon in her room just and Tangy felt so bad. He's like, oh, we've overwhelmed her and all this not really understanding that his her like her vision or her view of them was different. And that's what was overwhelming her. Yes. And then but it's interesting, too, because you guys see Jada differently as yes. well. Yes. Can you much. share that? So when I when I see you, Jada, I uh, I see your higher self behind you, above you, but behind you. So when I am communicating with you physically, or you know having a conversation with you, it's very distorted for me, and it's very overwhelming because I'm literally like my body's like right now is buzzing. I could just see your higher self standing behind you, speaking through you. So it's like a so although you're not invisible to them, you also come with a very um. It's such a powerful energy. I can't explain it with words. It's beautiful, but <laughs> and Tangy Tangy always says that. Like he just sees all. Oh, what's the word he uses? Just pure innocence. Yes, yes. Like just pure, pure innocence of light and just such a divine energy. Yeah. Um. But yeah, he also too sees um the higher self behind, and he just sees it as so much wisdom and she was full of wisdom. Yeah, like it's. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard to explain but and he he is like that too when he's trying to explain it it's like his face you feel yes. it you see it in his face he expresses it but he can't put it into words either yes. and so we didn't really do a whole lot we didn't we didn't end up talking about spirituality a whole lot there were a couple of questions that sort of came up yes. and then I kind of came back to you guys a little bit later about that um your mom was talking about how she thought she was a fairy. Yes. So we looked into that and then, or we sort of looked into that because we knew sort of the truth yes. um, about Zen because you had a, uh, a what was it, a healer or a reader or something tell yes. you that Zen was, In why don't you tell us a little yeah. bit about that? So I um, spent um, a session with a lady that was friends with my sister and she had previously gone there for some healing and a reading and I went in there and she was doing a chakra alignment to fill my body up with light energy and we got in the conversation of um, that Zen was, had come back from a past life that we lived in Greece and we were eating um, near the olive trees and it was just a very, you know, um, divine intervention with Zen and I. And, yeah, and she was just pretty much saying that he was happy to see me again and um, it was at the time I was pregnant, sorry. Um, I was about... 10 months pregnant and then uh, it all came together and yeah that was that was sorry she had shared with me so then Jada that's not what you that's not your story is that correct or that not your story that's not the truth is that is that correct yeah well Zen is not didn't have a past life he is was created in this this is his first human life his only human life that I'll ever have correct yeah yeah and same with ebony they don't have past lives yeah they can't have past lives yeah so basically extraterrestrial descendants were created from the original um 
the original ancestor, like as in, as in when they were left here, that, that person that was left behind is the only bloodline for them. So they're not human. They're not from the libraries of heaven. They physically have to be created by that extraterrestrial, by that race in order to keep procreating. So they don't, there's not a ton of extraterrestrials. There's a family line that has taken place that, and they've basically been created as originally, or sorry, original family had children. So for Tangy, why we can say that they are the last descending family is because they are, there are no others there. And Jada, you talk about in the universe, there is a rule about how many descendants there can be because they are being physically created in the moment in that yeah. time of pregnancy there can't be just this abundance of star seeds all over the place that's not the way it works it's basically if you were accidentally left behind and we're not talking about the reptilians or we'll leave that aside but most most descendants there's a, like a line of you know the ones that were left behind they there can only be so many descendants in the family tree. Is this correct? Yeah. So when with Tangy, and we've just realized this as yesterday, Jada, correct me if I'm wrong, but Tangy has had these memories when he first shared with me that he felt like he was dropped like by a stork and didn't belong here at all. That's not his own memory. That memory is because when I was trying to figure out, well, but you you weren't left here because in the floods that happened long, 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 long time ago. That isn't your story, but that feeling in my, me and Ebony's understanding as of like yesterday is that that story actually comes from memories that were given to them about their history. Like their family felt that way. Like Tangy will tell you that he has, he has had dreams or visions of him running to the ship while the water was rising. That wasn't Tangy that lived that, right, Jada? No. It's his family. So that is his, that were the, those were the original family members that felt that and is so deeply ingrained. It's a shared feeling from the family. Exactly. So he is just reliving their past. And like I said to him, it would be like um, Aboriginal stories, how they shared with their family through generations verbally the history it just gets shared through story over generations and that's how they keep their history alive it's much like that for what we've seen in tangy is just you there's a knowing there's i've seen it i've felt it it's but it comes as a vision of it happening to him so that's where that deep knowing that he doesn't belong here comes from yes so that was interesting to kind of put that together and I think it was almost perspective for your dad yesterday like that isn't actually my life because he's kind of been living in this belief system that he doesn't belong here but also that he maybe isn't welcome here almost he feels that way yeah and it's not that it's because he lives with these memories of everybody that's right he's living everyone's memories whereas that's right so if he only focused on his life and the blessings of this life and how much um, Gaia has taken care of him and his immediate families, he would realize that those are stories and not actually his true reality. Yes. Yeah. 
he did feel that it sunk in a little bit yesterday we spoke about it yesterday and I think so Tangy was here yesterday with Jada that he did a healing because he wasn't feeling very um very well that was interesting in itself because they had walked in the door and Matt was just he's like uh, he was leaving and I said to him oh I said but Tangy's coming you should really be here when he gets here and then instantly it was like no no, 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 that's wrong. You be here when he gets out of his healing. He needs to go straight into his healing. And Matt left literally as you guys sort of pulled up. And then, and then as soon as Tangy got to the door, he was kind of like in so like in like chaos sort of shape. Yeah. yeah. And and yeah. And then we're like, I was like, okay, Tangy, I'm just taking you. I'm you're going straight into your healing. No chit-chatting, no anything. And I didn't really know why I felt that way. I was just like. But yeah, it was like instant. I just kind of guided him to the healing room. And then Jada began her healing on him in right away. And you and I spent, you know, an hour and a half talking. And it was that conversation in itself was unreal. The yes. stuff that was coming through, we should have been recording yesterday. Yes. But so we were talking about dis-ease inside of him. Because when he got out of, when he got out of the um, healing, he had shared that the queen was in the healing room with him. And they once again took him up into the ship and were showing him his entire, like the perspective that he's been living in. So the thing that was being healed was, again, goes back to what we were saying about him living in the past and not in the present of the fact that he has so many blessings here on the, on the planet and that he's not alone and that his immediate family, his children, his grandchildren, his wife are all, he's not alone anymore. He doesn't, you know, he needs to let go of his mom and the abandonment. Yeah, the abandonment. Yeah, absolutely. And me and Ebony were like, that's what the dis-ease was about. He needed to, he needed to have that in order for the queen to enter. Because like we said before, surrender. she needed his illness he needed to be ill in order to communicate with him. So by creating that dis-ease before he walked into um, the healing, she was able to join him in that connection. So that's, we were just like, oh, wow, that was, makes complete sense as to why he was feeling so upset. So then when Tangy came out, he shared his experience and that's what we we're just talking about. Is he like, looked lighter, but in his eyes, when I looked at his eyes, he looked like, this weight had been taken off his shoulders yeah. mixed with emotions of happiness and joy that I see it. Yeah. It was, it was very different um, from when he went in and Jada said, after you guys left, he really should have went home right away. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, yes. He needed rest. And that was an intense couple of hours that probably shouldn't have happened, but he had shared, Down you know, share, so yeah. it was, it was so beautiful. Like his, him explaining everything that had happened. And then he spent like an hour and a half, you and him spent like an hour and a half explaining to me what you see, like how you like how Jada comes to you, like how you see her and, and her abilities and like put it into like a different perspective from what I like I understand, like I have a knowing, but you guys put a, like a visual yes. to it for me. And, yes. and just cause Tangy has so much gratitude. Well, both of you do obviously, but Tangy has so much gratitude for Jada. Like, yes. I guess he ultimately sees her as that bridge yes. 
the bridge of connection for him and his family and and just the he'll carry that with him through every lifetime he has I just I know him so well and he just he he can't thank her enough enough gratitude for what she's done for him he'll always remember that in his heart and you can and it's not even Jada either it's the our entire family like we think we've done nothing and he just makes you feel like he appreciates you. Uh, oh, it's like, but to the fullest, it, like it's, level. yeah, it's yeah. so deep. And you're just like, you can just feel it. He doesn't even have to come near you to know how much gratitude he has for you. And, and it's just so special. Like even for Matt, like Matt feels like he's learned so much from Tangy, but both of them feel the exact same. It's that's unconditional love. Yes. That is just pure light and love. There is no, like that feeling of yeah just belonging unity like there is nothing else no other way to explain it um so Jada um Tangy shared a bit with you in your in the healing session do you have any sort of he'd be good with with any sharing but don't share anything that's like confidential but do you have any kind of comments about about that situation I know you mentioned that you didn't really um you couldn't see the queen standing next to you but Tangy was very clear like he was almost like she's right there like have a look she's right there (laughs) did you find that situation like overwhelming that you didn't really have the full vision in front of you or what was that kind Uh, of for you yes yeah it was a bit hard because I couldn't see what he was talking about but yeah sorry go ahead it was just stressful in that moment like it, it's it's odd to me because you generally see the extraterrestrials like that isn't something that is cloaked to you is it not if they're only showing themselves to him because he's a family member yeah okay so it was a choice to and and probably for the right reasons yes. right like it was it, it was already overwhelming without you seeing them and you were whereas if they had shown themselves then you weren't there alone healing him which makes sense to me I think they knew that too. I'm feeling and knowing that they they knew that. So they kept it that way for that reason. Yeah, interesting. She's the bridge. (laughs) Yes. Do you have any questions so far about... How the Arcturians and the Earthians, like how the Arcturians contribute to the Earthians and the planet? It's the health and well-being, isn't it, Jada? Like the, is it the knowledge of healing? Um, Yeah. Yeah. So, and are they like, are they actively doing, I know, well, they send these messages and stuff like they're channeling messages of hope, but again, it's healing. Like the Pleiadians are talking about change and things like that, but. They are are master healers. Yeah. I have, I'll have to touch base with you on here, Jada, but I have heard that Arcturians, um, if you're, if you're needing assistance to extend to a higher consciousness or a, um, a higher frequency, the Arcturians um, can communicate with you, even if they're not present on this planet, um, to help you with your process to move to a higher dimensional state of being through healing and various other different techniques. Is that accurate, Jada? Yes. Yeah, okay. So there you go. So they are actively here doing that as we are awakening then, you would say? Uh, yeah. Ebony, why don't you share a little bit about what you have been working on? So, oh, well, we, because we were just, you, yes. we connected a couple of weeks ago, which is crazy, like a whole different story. But anyways, we had reconnected on a play date um, with uh, Zoe and Zen. And 
um, Jada, Jada has um, expressed that Zoe and Zen actually end up like best friends. Like that's their future. They're, they're meant to be really close friends. And it's so cute because they do have this very, um, they gravitate towards each other uh, this very in this very divine way that I haven't, I haven't seen him like that before. And he goes to childcare too. So he has friends, but the way he communicates and the way he almost treats Zoe like a queen of some sort. Yeah. He just loves her and her energy. And, uh, it's uh, it's incredible. It is reserved, but also yes. very cuddly. Yes. Like he just, cuddly. he just hugs and yes. like, and like so proper. Yes. Like so proper the way that he holds her, like, like she's like, she's delicate. Yes. It's so sweet. The way, <laughs> oh, it's crazy. And he's not like, he's, he's a pretty rambunctious kid. Right. Yes. And just calmness. Remember the yes. other day, like just the, just the light hug and you were like you're like and he, you're he you but then to Talia I remember yes. at dinner yes. or at lunch he was like whacking her with throwing toys at her head and stuff and then Zoe it's like this yes. <laughs> that's oh, really so much. <laughs> um but anyways um Ebony was telling me um that she was having all these downloads she just said it was just it just came out of nowhere she's like you wouldn't believe the stuff that has been coming through and I'm like doesn't make any sense to me because you shouldn't be getting anything like you're not you only have connection to your people when you are sick and I didn't say it to her at that time I was just like "Mm, I'll maybe ask Jada about this because that's confusing to me like the amount the amount of downloads and the experiences that Ebony was having, she was exactly what Michelle, who we had on our previous podcast, it was sort of doing. And, and it was so similar. I was like, oh, I've got to connect you guys. But then at the same time, I'm thinking in the back of my head, wait, like Ebony shouldn't be this. How is this coming through for Ebony? And I think even when I asked Jada, Jada's like, what? But, and then, and then randomly the other day, you had said to me, I've been, oh, cause it was yes. another play date and, yes. and we had organized and everyone was talking about how the kids were sick. And she said, I've actually been quite ill Very over the Ill. last, yes. over the last little bit. And then I was like, oh, oh yes. my God, that is why That's you've nice. been able to connect and why you've had so many downloads that are just overwhelming you it's, with it's information while you've been sick. Yes. It's, <laughs> Especially when I'm just trying to grasp, have a grasp on all of it. And it, yes, and now that when Nikki did bring that up, it made all sense. The piece of the puzzle fits. It's because that's my strongest connection. The same strand connected to the Apturians, my family, my roots, is that's their way of being able to connect with me is when I am ill because we are master healers. So maybe, you know, for what reasoning that is, I'm not sure yet on my journey, but it's, it's quite overwhelming. A lot of joy as well. It, it's it's so nice. I feel I have felt with Father like the connection that we have and how he does feel like he doesn't belong here. I've always felt like that, in the sense of I understand in like you know, in this present now, a lot of people feel like that. But this is to a different, a, a whole different level. And I, I feel like maybe because we do share a lot, we do share memories from. I'm um, he shares that. Well, the thing family. is, is too your yeah. trauma isn't the same as him. Like he had a very traumatic life, and you yes. guys live a very beautiful life yes. with him. So there isn't. He carries kind of the burden. Yes. You might have the memories, but he has like the burden that he hasn't quite let go of yet. So like, that's right. But you guys, the gratitude that is ingrained in all of you. And I think it's because your parents, both your mom and your dad have such a, like, 
you know that they've carried, like, you know, that they're carrying this deep, deep stuff. And like, I was just saying to, who was I said, it must've been Matt last night. I was like, you just, the, the love for life that comes out of you. And you know what I mean? And like, you see it. And when you post and stuff, like, it's just like, every day is a day filled with joy and light and you're living to the fullest every day. And that's exactly what every descendant should be doing because you only get one life here. So enjoy it. It's, it, I know that it can be very um, trying and very difficult and, and challenging and all that. But if you can find the blessings in it and really just enjoy what you have here, because you're not like humans, you're not going to get another opportunity to live here. It's this is it. So live it. Yeah, it is a gift because it's the only experience you're going to get like this, right? Good, bad or otherwise, it's the only one you're going to get. Whereas we can screw up multiple times and we come back and try it again and we just keep going. So it's. And, and the thing that people don't understand or humans, especially being, you know, grass is greener on the other side, every freaking extraterrestrial wants to be here. Yes. Like earth is the pick of the planet. Yes. I, I, all I, of them. I've I, I channeled this. Yes, this is. Like we there are so many. <laughs> yeah. would love to be here, especially with the great awakening happening right now. Yeah. Oh. They, it's, it's an incredible, like how we no, just see no. it as a terrible place. We're like, oh, this is the worst. I hate it here or whatever. There's so many people full of darkness around this planet. And like darkness is in negative feelings about being here and the process and whatever else. And we've got an entire universe just wishing they could be in our position. So it is a very, very grateful. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) With that, I'd love for you to share like sort of the, um, the downloads because yeah you have been you've the thing is with ebony because she's been sick they look at that as like we'll just give it all to her like give her as much as she can possibly take <laughs> and then hopefully she'll just sort it out over time yeah. but she's got the information in her head so she can process it when she's ready whereas with us our spirit guides and the angels and stuff give us bits and pieces as we go yes because they're able to connect at any point in time so they just drip feed it what is they they can't drip feed it to them the same way. So if you're hearing that, you know, people claiming to be extraterrestrial descendants and things like that, you can simply ask them, you know, what are you sick with? Yes. Because if that message truly came from their, from their ancestors, they'd have to be sick to get it, which is exactly what I did to you. Even though I fully know that you are 100% right. I was like, are those messages really, are they real or have you made them up? Because At the end of the day, the only way it comes through it's is through illness. illness. Yeah. So um, go ahead, share share what that those messages have been because I'm sure they want you to share all yeah. of it. So when I'm not sick and I'm, I'm trying to receive downloads, it's like being on like one bar, like not even like half a bar. There is just no way that I can interpret what they're trying to communicate with me. So when I do get sick, which we've actually just realized now, it makes so much sense, is when I am ill, I feel this sense of like, this blanket of wisdom that just instantly goes over me and all the messages get channeled through ship, like a, like a ship, like a, a, when I was, especially when I was sick, like really bad a few weeks ago where I was, I actually felt like near death experience. I was that crook because I had so much downloads coming through. It was so overwhelming for me to grasp on that. Um, I actually had a vision of a lyron that came to visit me. 
and to whom he is or it is I wasn't sure but I think it was just a message to stand in my power because you know with what's going on right now I did have a blockage of feeling like being judged or Mm. maybe feeling like I'm too overwhelming for an average person and then I met Nikki this is where it just (laughs) comes into like it's just divine union of two you know different souls coming together as a soul family and when I am channeling through these messages I get it in the form of visualization so I'm also oh in many different ways I'll explain so visualization I'm seeing the ship I'm on the ship I'm communicating I remember the 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 very specific detail of the the shape of it and I'm also seeing our beings um in energetic form so I'm not seeing them as as they're described as the blue beings because they are they can actually be a golden like essence they can be like a luminescence and they can be like like pearlescent so like many different colors that I can't explain yeah and another technique that they use is through the if I can explain this right, through the knowledge I have right now, they're able to um, reroute me back to like, because I have a tendency to want to do multiple different things at once. So I'm studying a book, I'm making videos, I'm doing mentoring, I'm doing all these things, and they reroute me back to where they consider that I should lift off from. So I've been reading a book and they'll send me back on the path of okay let's get more into mentoring and this is also coming through not in physical words so not in the language that that humans can understand it's more just an energetic translation of knowledge through knowing um, yeah it's just knowing you can't explain that you can't explain how you receive it like jade i think you receive it a bit differently don't you where they physically talk to you is that how you would explain how you talk to Millie and the guides and things like that is through physically, well, you talk telepathically too, but is yours isn't really a knowing it's a physical thing, isn't it? Uh, yes, that's right. Yeah. So whereas you and I, it's very, that's why, like when I talk, like when I confirm with her, she will go and speak to them. She's like, they're in a meeting right now. I, you have to wait until they're out for me to get that confirmation. Yes. Like they do live. Yes. Their other stuff is just like it is here. So if you haven't watched Disney's Soul, you should watch it because they talk a lot about like the libraries of heaven and that sort of process of beings having roles and things like that. But yes, that sense of knowing, you can't describe what that is. Like I'll be in the middle of the shower. I will get like a download or it's not like, and I call it a download because I don't know how else to explain it. It's like, it's an instant, like an immediate do this now. I don't know why I'm doing it other than, it's the right thing to do. Yes. Like it has to be done. It's kind of like when you have a task yes. and you're like, oh crap, I forgot to do that. That's that's what it is for me. That's that incredible. knowing, it's instant. It's like- That's a definitely a download. That's yeah. the easiest way to explain it. Yeah, it's. It, I guess it's sort of telepathic and it just doesn't come as like, when I think of tele- I like, I don't hear it in words. You know what I mean? When I think of telepathic, I think of words or, you know, hearing the words. I don't have that. It's like a- it's invisible. I don't yeah. know how else to explain yeah. that. It's like an invisible, but like the sentence is there, but yeah. it doesn't. It doesn't well, exist. Yes, I guess because um, lang- um, communication comes in so many different forms mm. that it's incredible that Jada speaks to the council or is speaking to the beings that assist her, and then. But they, like, you go up to the ship, she goes right into the, like, round table. She sits with them, and she has full meetings with them. Jada, are you a part of the Galactic Federation? Yeah. Of free worlds and free will? 
That's incredible. I know exactly who she is. Yes, that's why yesterday when we had this conversation about when I, I felt like I, I had to ask, I'm like, is she human? Because I know the connection. That was the missing part of the puzzle. She's a part of the Galactic Federation. Wow, that's incredible. Yes. And I've known, like, I you know, I yes. know, and I just don't know it, like, to yes. your level. Yes. You know what I mean? I don't yes. understand. Like, I'm like, yeah, she sits at the round table with everybody. Yes. I know that. Because when you said round table, I, I know the round table. I've seen the round table. I, I just didn't realize till now that it's Jada, Jada's presence. That, that, that's just, that's euphoria for me, like, <laughs> on the highest levels of life. That's beautiful. Uh, it is. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I know. Like, it's, yeah. It's, it's hard to process yes. like again you guys were talking about a 13 year old girl yes. here like yes. she's and it's, it's and my daughter like I'm yes. just you're just incredible Jada no matter yes. as a human as a person as yes. as your 13 year old self as everything about you is so special and and just I love being able to connect with other people that um, that see it yes that see your beauty for what it is your light and mm-hmm. and and like, like we were saying about Tangy, just appreciating, like actually appreciating the presence of her, like he just fully loves her. And yes, and that's what now explains why I feel the overwhelming and I see her when she is in the council, I'm seeing her, I wouldn't say best, but I'm seeing her visual of that self there so that's why when me and dad me and dad are very connected dad's seeing that and he's seeing um jada's truest form and that's it's so overwhelming it's 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 so it's so beautiful incredible i I always explain um you know not always but you know you have jada you have to visualize yourself you know like you're you're like the golden butterfly like in cancer like everyone's seeing your beauty whether it's you know from our level of perspective or just around the person people are seeing that even people that are just semi-awake or you know your father and stuff and when you realize that everyone else can see your wings the intricacies the detail but you're not really seeing your wings like she is she's aware but she's aware but so aware, humble like so in humble but yes you know what I'm trying to say like if only you knew how beautiful you truly are. But I guess that comes yeah. down to no ego, yes. right? It comes down to just pure love because yes. there isn't that ego. She doesn't yeah, have that. She doesn't have any care for power. She yes. doesn't have any care for people knowing yes. who or what she has. It just is. That's exactly what she just embodies it is. Yes. And it's just like yesterday when you guys told me about how you saw her as all of herselves in one. Oh yes, we have to explain that. I said I said it to Jada, okay. and you know what she said? Yeah, yeah I know. Yes, you know, yes, she knew. <laughs> hey, because I had I actually seen um source let me actually see it. So I actually seen it for a few seconds, not everything play out, but I, a few glimpses of when Jada was going through that and you were present. Um it reminded me of what we were speaking about. Yeah. That's all herself coming together, activated hundred percent, full enlightenment. <laughs> And but that's the ascended master level, uh, and that's what you know we were speaking about the book. It's crazy. Yeah. Anyways, keep going on about the the messages that have been coming through oh, for you. Yes, and I've I've reached this um, this frequency where like any being I'm looking at, you know, on out and about um, the nature, I'm seeing it through like a very high vibrational love frequency. It's like I'm just falling in love with every being I meet. I fall in love with. The trees, I, I'm seeing um, Mother Crystal, Terra, it, um, you know, the home that we live on. I, 
I visit it very often and just my send my gratitude um, for how much I'm just so appreciative that she gave us a home when we don't belong here. Yeah. And that's something that's been so deep in um, my roots right now um, when it comes to healing because I'm still a bit, you know, crook myself. So I've everything just coming to the knowing and it's um, peeling back those layers because I've had dreams about snakes, but I know that it's like it's similar to the Kudalini rising, but it's more like it's trying to visualize um, to show me remove the layers and allow those layers, you know, that have served a purpose to fall off and this renewal of this new energy coming through. And I'm feeling lighter, I'm feeling more in my elements. And that is because thank you to, you know, your family as well for opening your doors and giving us that activation that we need physically on earth and then also being assisted by the Acturians and our family mm -hmm. all working in synchronisation together. Yeah. So it's, it's it's very hard for me to put it in words. You so did. I you my, did. Like my best, yeah. you know, with the vocabulary I have to explain it. I should say I, I look forward to when I do get sick because I'm understanding it on a very deep level is I'm, I'm appreciating that I am sick and I'm appreciating that I'm feeling the purging of, you know, my body and my senses because that, and that enables me as an instrument for them to be able to contact me and, you know. And when we can see it from yes. the blessing that it is. And yes. humans need to do the same. It might not be to connect with our ancestors, but we need to understand that that illness is a warning. It's a message to change something in us. Chronic illness is all just a message, a warning, change what you're doing. It's, it is still like, it's a message from you're receiving downloads about light and love, but it's also about growth and it's about living your best self yes. and all that too. Ours is the same when we get sick. It just isn't the only time. So sometimes yes. we forget to listen because it is just we're it's available to us all the time so we take advantage of those sort of messages and don't yes. listen yes it's unappreciated because yes. we don't see it as like you said I don't get to connect with you any other time yes. whereas we we can connect anytime but they have to come to us with illness yes. because we don't listen when we are well yes that, that's perfectly said that's exactly it Ebony, Jada, and I spent two hours together on this episode, and up until this point, I haven't found a place that I could actually stop it. So I'm going to stop it here as we are at 55 minutes, one of our longest podcast episodes. But I will do a part two that will continue right where we left off. As this conversation is not over, there is still so much more to share and so much more to talk about. So I hope that you found this episode informative, helpful, insightful, and I hope you will join us again on part two as we continue to share Ebony and our family's story. Thank you so much for joining us. Until next time, take care.